Catch that uh, South Park pandemic special. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I, I kind of forgot like South Park, like it, it's kind of cool that they made a new episode because I'm betting like COVID messed that shit up. You Dude, know, like, a- like absolutely. Honestly, like I- I've been away from South Park for a little while and mm-hmm. uh, this is the first time I'm seeing a South Park in a while. It's, uh, I remember seeing the commercial for the pandemic special. What the fuck was I watching the other night? It was it was like different channels too. Like yeah, because I was I think I was watching some shit. Oh yeah, I was watching um some like I think house show or something on like HGTV or some right. like baking championship shit. Right, and mm-hmm. uh, it's the same network like chain of networks or some shit. So they just legit showed the fucking commercial. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this fucking South Park is <laughs> doing a pandemic special. I, I gotta watch. It. I fucking DVR the shit. And it, uh, it was absolutely hilarious, fucking Dude, hilarious. Yeah, and absolutely. It, since I haven't seen it in a while, I didn't know fucking Randy Marsh is now he fucking grows weed now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that happened last season. Like, so he he. I forget why they started a farm in the first place, but you know, it, but you know, it's Randy. You know what I mean? Like, I I think he plays it off as like they're just gonna get a farm. But then, like, it turns out that he's starting a weed farm. So he starts he starts working with Towley on like different <laughs> str- <laughs> <Of course. laughs> on like on like different strains and shit. And so, like, his farm starts to get successful. But then it's Randy, you yeah, know. So he's like, so he starts to get more spiteful and all this stuff. Like when people start trying to grow their own weed, he starts to like poop on people's lawns and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, his business keeps getting bigger because the whole time. Uh, oh, yeah. So the whole joke is that he, his his farm, his weeds got integrity. Integ- so it's integrity. Like, part. So that explains that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's made with lots of integrity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so his whole thing is, like, he eventually starts, like, making tons and shitloads of money. And then, like, then he starts, like, making more money doing, like, increasingly stupid stuff. So, like, it, it starts getting this whole thing with China. Oh, so my he God. Starts, <laughs> so he starts selling his weed to China, like, the Chinese government and shit. And then, then it starts involving Disney and, like, Winnie the Pooh. And then, like, Mickey Mouse kills Winnie the Pooh, I think. Like, it's just... Oh, I think fucking- I saw a clip of that shit on, like, when I was <laughs> scrolling the feeds one day. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this it's that is this whole thing like it but it like the you know in South Park it ended with like everything going back to the way it was and then Randy deciding, oh yeah, this is weed with integrity, you know, oh, and, man. and then that's good and shit. that's what happened in the the pandemic special. You know what I mean? Like he he has that same kind of thing. He's like, oh, maybe I've gone too far with all this, but then you know, <laughs> then at the end he sees Sharon, with, like, <laughs> yeah, with the with the mustache. <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, so for the, the fiends listening at home, so Randy thinks, like, because so he started COVID. Yeah, apparently. so Randy thinks that the cure for COVID <laughs> lies in his semen, yeah. pretty much. So he starts jerking off into all the jars of weed and shit. And uh, legit, like, he gives Jimbo the first uh, kind of batch, right? Because Jimbo yeah. caught COVID. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then he, he, he makes him smoke it in the hospital. And and then uh, he all of a sudden gets better. And they're going to pick him up from the hospital. And then they go and they see that he has a mustache. <laughs> the same yeah. exact mustache Randy Marsh has on his fucking face. And, yeah, it basically and, gives him COVID again, yeah. like like co- like double COVID. Yeah, like it makes it like, worse too. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so oh, then, man. yeah, like that's what the pandemic special is in his, you know, like it's all meta. But like that's the way it was in the other one too. Like at the end of the season, he starts selling the season finale. You know, that's great. Yeah, because like his whole thing was having a special, a weed sale, pretty much, right? Yeah, you know, like for all the townspeople who are you know who are struggling. So he made the whole gimmick of the of the fucking episode is that he's had he. Integrity Farms has a pandemic special where you buy yeah. a certain amount of weed and you get a free bong with it, right? Which I thought yeah. was absolutely hilarious because then you see the line of cars waiting by the farm. And he's like, Sharon, you see? It's like, and somebody thought it wasn't going to work out. Um, but that was great. You know, it's fucking hilarious how his pants are always fucking dirty. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, what is this? His pants are always fucking dirty. Oh, man. So fucking South Park. But um uh, go catch that if you haven't yet. Um, and welcome, folks, to the 47th episode of the official Court Feed podcast, The Morgue. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez of Howdy, Tex. What is up, man? Howdy, everybody. How you doing, Arturo? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I feel good. You know, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, we started uh, pretty well. On a high note with the pandemic special, so go check that out <laughs> on South Park. And, uh, we're not even going to get to the Cartman shit in the, in the fucking episode. So go. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's, go catch there's that. So, <laughs> yeah, because they, they tackle all the stuff that you would think, right? Like, yeah, it's 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 wild, too. All the businesses are closed. Like, yeah, the it's, remote it's learning real life. Is, yeah, the, the, the fucking mask wearing is addressed. The diaper under <laughs> <Yeah>. the chin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's it's just, it's very, it's very good. It's very oh, good. Oh, and then. And then the police. Ooh, oh, yeah. And, the, you know, the police becoming they, teachers because they got yeah. laid off because of defunding and shit. Right. And, yeah, and they became teachers. And yeah, um, it's it's wild, man. Yeah, like, crazy there's, shit happens, there's so much. But it's it's an hour, too. Yeah. So it's like you you get basically like it's two episodes. But like, I don't know. It feels like it's its own thing. Right. Like it you, definitely you, does. Yeah, yeah, because you you came in, you haven't seen it in a while, but you like jumped right in, dude. I and, jumped right you know. in, and and it it was hilarious. I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, it still has that hilarity to it. That because now I think we've spoken about this, you know, back in the day, you know, just chilling mm-hmm. and stuff. That how like Cartman was once the bit like the main focal point of South Park, uh, but and then yes. it shifted over a bit more to 
kind of have that shared load, right, with Randy. So Randy and Cartman were the ones kind of driving the show. And, and mm-hmm. over time, it's gone more towards Randy because you can do more shit since he's an adult, you know? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. even though Cartman did whatever the fuck he wanted, but you can get away with even more now because Randy is the is an adult. So you can do crazier shit. And obviously, we've seen all the crazy shit he get into. Um, and yeah, I just I jumped right in. It was still fucking funny as shit. Uh, so yeah. you guys should definitely check that out. Um, and uh, something that I'll be continuing to check out as we get updates is this um, new Evil Dead movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Evil Dead uh, Rises, I believe it's called, right? Yeah, it's like Rise or Rises. Yeah. It's one of those things. But like, uh, it's directed by the Hole in the Ground guy. Yes, so and that, I highly recommend that movie, Hole in the Ground. Uh, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. So anyone out there, if you got the Prime, you can check it out for free. I highly recommend mm-hmm. the movie. Well written. It's A24, so you know you're going to get a quality movie. Um, good ending as well. So um, I think I, I've talked about this movie in the past, and you can check it out in the archives. But uh, he is directing... Um, uh, with Sam Raimi's blessing, um, yes, the the new iteration of uh, of Evil Dead and the way he seems to describe it, um, um, it sounds fun. It sounds like yeah, um, he gets the concept and the gimmick of Evil Dead. Where um, I, I think this time around, it's not going to be held in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, like that's as the that's the time. one thing. Yeah, that's the one thing they they made sure to say. That it's going to be a different setting. So, like, that's already interesting. Because it's like, what do you, you know, what are you going to do now? Yeah. It's like, if, if you but, take it out of the cabin. Yeah, you know? exactly. But it makes sense, though, because think about it. Everything is kind of, it's not, it's not really caused by the woods. It just, it just so happens to possess the woods. You know, everything yeah. happens when you read out of the Necronomicon. So, they can pretty much put the Necronomicon in, like, a haunted house or, you know, like an old house, abandoned house in the fucking, in the suburbs or... Um, they yeah, can find it in right. like a farmhouse or something because they did a ritual in some farmhouse in the middle of America. You know what I mean? So it's possible yeah. to do that. And I'm kind of glad the way he describes it is going to be a roller coaster of horror emotion, um, which I think sounds pretty dope. And he um, kind of agrees with the same way that Fetty Alvarez um, tackled the first one, where mm-hmm. it was uh, kind of like um, nightmare fuel, you know, just. Uh, it's it's a living nightmare. So you get caught in this fucked up situation that just gets worse and worse and worse and worse, you know? Um, yes. So I'm pretty excited to see how that turns out. I believe it's going to um, start a production at, at some point next year in 2021. But um, Sam Raimi's producing. So um, he has, you know, like anything revolving Evil Dead and Sam Raimi, uh, it's usually kind of pretty quality stuff out there. Um, like the remake and his own movies. And I think he was also, um, uh, part of the show that they had on, I think it was uh, stars or something like that with yeah, Ash versus evil it, dead. Uh, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one. Um, and we have some more news out there. It was, uh, it was a pretty eventful kind of week over here. And, uh, we got some news that, uh, there was some COVID cases on the set of screen. Yeah. Yeah, right. there's a lot of weird stuff going on with that. Like all these all these movies are like trying to start production again and then like like it happened to Batman too. Like yeah. you know Batman was in production then Robert Pattinson caught COVID and yep. then they had to stop it all again before and then uh and then was it Dwayne Dwayne The Rock Johnson got COVID? Like his family got it. Like it's 
Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's wild shit. And then now, like, with this Scream stuff, like, Scream 5's already started. We, we've talked about that, Nev Campbell and all that stuff. But you, members of the staff caught COVID. And, you know, then, then it's like, I think at this point, they're, they're starting it back up again. But, like... Delays, man. Delays it, are delays, you know? Yeah, it's like, what do you, what do, you do, you know? Yeah, like it's all it's it's weird. It's a weird time in Hollywood, as we've talked all throughout the summer, that now where everything was usually kind of spot on in terms of release dates and just a machine, a Hollywood machine cranking out movies has been totally kind of turned fucking upside down because of just the COVID and the availability of actual open theaters. For instance, I know in Jersey, they have some open mm-hmm. theaters um, at like 25% capacity or something. But here in New York City, theaters are still closed. So uh, it's wild to see even movies like Tenant still be released in theaters. Um, like, you know, I understand Nolan made it to see in theaters, but it's like, dude, you only made $6 million. You could have made a lot more if you just put it on VOD because people wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't mind seeing that shit on, at home, you know? And that's 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 the bummer because, like, theaters are opening up again, but, uh, like they're probably going to close back up soon. Cause it's like, there's, there's no reason to be open anymore. No. Like, uh, no. basically like the rest of the year got shut down. Like, uh, so like black widow officially, no, no, it wasn't black widow. It was like the Marvel stuff. The Marvel slate basically just moved down. Yeah. Just a whole shifted year to next year so. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like the black widow was like officially next year. Then everything else is like, Oh, there's a couple more months on each one. And like that WandaVision thing, it's gonna be the first Marvel thing, and it's not coming till like December. And like that's yeah, like it's it's wild, but like it's the same thing. It's like what do you like all these all this stuff is not happening anymore. So it's like why the the, these theaters are probably gonna close back down. Yeah, it's like. It's just showing old stuff, and now it's just open out of spite at this point. Right? Yeah, like, it's it's showing old stuff. Um, it's showing movies people don't want to actually go pay for and put themselves at risk for. Um, yeah. And, you know, cases are still kind of uh, spiking up there. So, um, yeah. it's, I know here in New York where, you know, we're one of the more progressive states, and, like, I know shit's at a fucking crawl right now. Like, restaurants just started – kind of getting indoor seating at 25% capacity. Um, and, you know, schools just started like last week for these kids who are going either doing remote learning or they're going to school part time and then doing the rest yeah. at home. It's a fucking mess, dude. This whole year has been kind of fucking terrible, you know, <laughs> especially when, yeah. when it comes to like, you know, the luxuries of life, you can say, you know, like the movie right, theater stuff, right. you know, the concerts and the sports venues and all that stuff. So, right. um, you know, it's uh, it goes to show how uh, how fragile that whole industry can be, but how stubborn they they also are. You know what? I don't know the numbers, but movies like Bill and Ted, and then uh, what else was released at home? We had Bill and Ted released think- at home. I think uh, upcoming, uh, as of this recording, the uh, the craft legacy. I think that's what it was, right? Like, oh, that's going to be an early release as well, or or, or it's it, it's a oh. VOD release, or is it yeah. like a Netflix thing? No, no, it's VOD. Oh shit! So it's 
it's Blumhouse. So they they did the they did the Invisible Man thing, you know, and they, it's dropping right, like yeah. it, it's dropping on the twenty eighth. So they know they're they're trying to get that you know the spooky movie crowd. I know, mean, that, I, I'm down, man. You know, I'm like, going I, to like I'm we're totally going to with it. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I'm totally with it. Um, I totally didn't even know that was still ongoing because I heard about rumors and the production. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know it was finished and ready to go, and uh, I saw the trailer the other day, and it doesn't look terrible. Uh, it, it's yeah. also like completely unexpected too, because the, the original craft is so like goth girl. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Rose Bulk, uh, the queen. Yeah, she's absolutely. forever like like at the water boy. Oh man. I yeah. love Rose Bulk. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> but, love her here um, at Corpse Feed. <laughs> Oh, he but can do whatever he movie. wants. But but you're right too. It was very gothic. Um, also, it was in the '90s, so um, mm-hmm. that that time, that time frame, that zeitgeist of the '90s, and you know the flannel and the baggy yeah, clothes and all that was, stuff that worked very well with yeah, the movie. Cause, yeah, because it's like it's ultimately like like a high school movie. Yes, yeah, it's like high like high school drama horror. Yeah, it's because it's like uh, these girls, their splintered relationships turn into this whole thing. And so like the new one, the new one, it's basically like the new version of that uh, female. Uh, I Oh, man, I wish I, uh, I'll look up her name as we're talking here. But like, um, yeah, so it's, this it's a, a woman behind the camera, a director. So that's, yes, that's it good. is a woman behind the director. And I, I know that. Uh, what is it? Uh, who's that? Uh Who's the girl? Uh, oh, Dukufni is in it, along with uh, what's her name? It's uh, Michelle Monaghan, I think that's her name, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Um, you know, uh, uh, Tom Cruise's wife in Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Zoe Zoe Lister Jones. You know, I I don't know what else she's done. I'm just gonna say that outright. But like it, it's good to because the craft is it was a story about those those high school girls. Yeah. So it's like I I would hope that like someone who's actually been a high school girl would you know, and it, hopefully that means the second one handles that stuff a little bit better. And like um, I, the magic's all sparkly now. I'm wondering about that. I'm yeah, curious. the magic looks like magic. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. Uh, it's cool how even in the trailer they showed a, um, a picture of Nancy, right? Um, yeah. From like the book, The Craft. There's a book called The Craft that I guess they started reading, um, and they uh, the whole point, according to the trailer, is they get this new girl in town, and they want her to be the fourth in their you know in their coven, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, shit happens, and it turns out it looks like she becomes a very powerful witch. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it looks cool though. I, I dig it. I dig it. It looks fun. Yeah, I mean, like we uh, we've always said, like uh, horror. These young actresses understand these days. Like we, we've gotten the Samara Weavings, we've gotten the Anna Taylor Joys, and like we've gotten the Emma Roberts, you know, OG of this kind of like. If you nail horror, if you nail your performance. And it's the performance people love, then yeah, they're gonna start wanting you and everything. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and that's also a, a testament to the horror genre itself because it can create mm-hmm. so many kind of emotions and this roller coaster of up and down, of tension, of suspense, of being scared, of laughter, and all that stuff. Um, it's a great way for actors in general uh, 
to um, kind of flex their muscles to see what's up. And like you said, if they yeah. nail it, if they nail horror, then you know they're kind of good to go. And the more you nail it, like you just kind of become a legend. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at like we we spent a whole summer talking about it for for the fiends who want to go check that stuff out. It's like you you become the Jamie Lee Curtis. You yeah. become like the the Sigourney Weaver. And but stuff even like that. but like, even a performance like. Uh, uh, Jane Levy's in Evil Dead. Uh, she's only done two horror movies, you know. But right. that that one performance, it's like, listen, you can ride this wave of conventions <laughs> right. like, for like, your entire career just because or, of, of this one movie. Or you go into like award shit with like like Florence Pugh. Yes, like, you like holy shit, like yes. automatically, like like. So you're right. Like horror is the place to be these days, and that's why like seeing a cast of like young talents I've never seen. You know, I'm like, I don't recognize any of them. So I'm like, cool. I hope they're, you know, yeah, I hope exactly. they're good. It's exciting. Yeah. Also, just a quick side note about the um, awards. Uh, Tony Collette should have definitely been nominated for Hereditary. Um, dude, at least she, a nomination. Was, she was she was robbed. You know like, what I mean? At least a fucking nomination, dude. Because that performance you know what? is absolutely fucking legend. You're right. Tony Collette is another one where yeah. it's like, holy shit. How have you not like, yeah. like Ever since under- The Sixth Sense. You remember The Sixth Sense? Yeah, she played the yes. mom of Haley Joel Osment, you know, and she and she understood it. And she and then like at first, you know, you see that this is a mom who's trying her best, you know, and then uh, her range. You see uh, like her range as like this kind of mom not knowing where to go and where like she thinks her son is like, you know, kind of sick or kind of going out of his fucking mind. And then, yeah. you, know, you know, when the kid starts talking about the grandma, you know, and all this other shit that, you know, she breaks down and she shows her fucking, you know, her acting chops and it's, it's uh, yeah. you know, it goes back there, dude. Yeah. Cause that's why you see a lot of like high profile horror projects now. Like one of the, one of the big ones that's going on uh, currently as we're talking uh, for HBO, Lovecraft, Lovecraft country. Lovecraft is- country. Yeah, so it is an adaptation of the book by the same name by the author. I probably should have looked it up before now, but uh, so it's it's based on a book that I'm guessing is an anthology. By the way, like looking at these episodes, but like, yeah, um, yes. So I was very excited when uh, I heard about Lovecraft Country. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the stories of H.P. Lovecraft and just the weird, monstrous stuff that he can come up with and obscure horror stuff and um, all this stuff. Uh, And uh, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, They went into the the Lovecraft stuff in the first couple of episodes, but they um, they really like they're really kind of stretching it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, so yeah. so like to to begin to like explain what it is, but like the point I want to bring up is like it's a big high profile horror project from uh yeah since Matt Ruff wrote the original novel and it's produced by you know Jordan uh, Jordan Peele had a hand in it he didn't like uh, direct it or anything it was created by uh, Misha Green who did um I forget was it Underground it, or something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, and like J.J. Abrams was involved, and like it, it's stuff like that where it's like this is this was a huge thing for yeah. HBO. Yeah, you got these and, big names behind it, and honestly, um, it it 
hasn't delivered what I thought <laughs> would be um, yeah. a good show. Um, it's uh, it's a show. What year is it based out of? It's like in the sixties, not the fifties or some shit, right? Yeah, it's it's during like it, it's during the the Jim Crow era. Like, yeah. it, I think it. I think they said it's like post, like slightly post Jim Crow. I think they said in the first episode. Oh, so they're like, way back I, then. Yeah, yeah. It's so, um, but yeah, it, it's got like Journey Smollett, who was you know who who broke out as Black Canary, which we've talked about on the, like. It, I'm glad she's starting to pop up and stuff. Yeah, that's she's good. clearly like, yeah, she was a great addition to this. And she's a major hook of that first episode, yep. especially like if you look at that first episode by itself and maybe not count like the last like five minutes, it's a good thing. Like it, that first episode hooks you because it's like it, it's the grounded horror of like the real race race tensions back then. Yes, like it's, of, uh, of the real yeah, it was real yeah. danger. It's uh, it's yeah. one thing that drives me nuts about this show that the racism is like it's very real. Uh they yeah. definitely portray it very real to the point where it makes my fucking blood boil. Um and and that's part of the real horror of the show. Like mm-hmm. uh for instance when they go to that town where he's like, hey, this was a safe restaurant at one point. Um, but then they get kind of, you know, raced off by the fucking these dudes from the fire department or something like that with like shotguns pretty much shooting at them. Um, and then another instance in that first episode was with that cop near Artem, you know, that uh, yes. said, oh, this is um, I forgot the fucking term. Uh, it was well, it's like a sunset town. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you can't be out basically, after sunset. Mm. It, basically, you get you get murdered. Like you, they would murder people like that. Yeah. Like, so, like that's what you're saying. Like you, you're right. Like it started out with all that stuff, and it continues it. It is a major theme of yeah, each it's of a major, these episodes. Yeah, it's a major component of the of the episodes. The thing is that in the first episode, it ends with legit monsters coming out of the forest, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's where the the Lovecraftian stuff, in my opinion, kind of takes over. Where you have these obscure-looking monsters that have this weird origin, right? That we I don't think mm-hmm. we even really got. Um, we, oh yeah, there's no ex. Yeah, no explanation for them. Yeah, I, no, I think, like weren't they people who turned into that or something? Yeah, I think a- so. after they got bit, I I don't remember. It was. Um, oh yeah, so they were, uh, but the characters call them vampires. Yes. It, 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 but there was no explanation of origin. Like, so we, we, cause that's the thing, like this show, like if you begin to break it down, you begin to just be like, it's everywhere. It it honestly is everywhere because like, like we said, you have that first episode that's so grounded and it's like, it's honestly much scarier before the monsters pop up, you know, like the the actual race stuff like that, that shit's terrifying and it's great because then it brings out the most of like our cast. And like it, that's the thing too. It's great actors, great actresses, but you know they're they're in this weird like. So episode two is like <laughs> <laughs> a complete departure from that. It's yeah. like it, he's it's revealed that he's like part of this ancient like his father is in this ancient cult or like his they, his great grandpa, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. His great grandpa, I think it was a thing that was uh, is like the head of this Lovecraftian like kind of cult, 
where they are trying to like open a door to Eden or something like that. Or yeah, they're trying to open a door to the Garden of Eden. Yeah, and so, so they're 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 gonna sacrifice him. Yeah, then- so it turns out that <laughs> he has this bloodline that entitles him to like stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. uh, like it's I don't know if it's magic or not because they never really like touched upon it like. At the end of episode two, which I think like finishes that that whole journey, because he's looking for his father who was kidnapped, right? So yeah. it, it leads him into this place in, in somewhere in Massachusetts, probably called Artem, right? Yes. Which if you're a fan of, of Lovecraft, you know that he created a whole kind of world based on off of new england you know oh okay yeah yeah, like dunhill and stuff like that like the horror uh, i'm sorry not dunhill the dunwich horror um which is like a town in new england and he has like the miskatonic university stuff it's like this like fake university um in new england so that's his thing you know so the artem stuff is takes a lot from that those lovecraftian ideas but then uh, they you get into it with the cult and stuff like that, you know, because that's mm-hmm. what Lovecraft is, is about the occult and like, you know, the old gods and just space horror and like just weird shit, you know. But then it's just, it just kind of abruptly ends, you know, like I feel it was a missed opportunity to kind of deep dive into this kind of big old fucking little world they created in that mansion you know um because yeah, yeah. then like episode three is a haunted house episode it's totally which, fucking different you know i mean it's probably the best one out of the series like in so terms far of like yeah in terms of like condensed like self-condensed these stories are they are they're all self-contained yeah like, but that one seems like a, a complete one-off though right like the ghost story yeah. itself seems like a, a total like uh, a halloween special or something basically you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah because it's just like it's it's the journey smith's character letty like her her the house she buys is like uh, it, it's it's a wild like it's a wild origin like it's great like good 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 designs on the ghost too you know yeah, like yeah. Uh, unexpectedly like not like not entirely brutal but like brutal but like goofy brutal too like like the small head baby thing yeah yeah that's good but like, but just in general the show itself has good gore. Like oh, that's yeah. one thing they and, definitely got, and and we'll talk about that a little later after we talk about the ghost stuff, because like it's like you mentioned, like the ghost story is the most uh, just by itself as an episode, it's really good because mm-hmm. it's condensed into that one world, you know, and you don't have to. It doesn't touch upon a lot of things. It, there's a little Easter eggs for the rest of the show, what's going on around it, but it's kind of you know it's very centric to that one moment you know and that's yeah, what this this show kind of really is yeah you're right like it's just like yeah cuz then the next episode or like i'm forgetting one i i think i'm pretty sure but like then there's like an indiana jones esque one where they yes. like yeah they, which is the one after the ghost story one where they yeah. go into the museum to find this um this scroll pretty much um, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's it legit. Gives... Yeah, it's legit like an Indiana Jones fucking episode. You know? Yeah, um, it's so it's so fucking wild. But like, that's honestly, dude. Like, that's it's a problem. But like, you see, it, like, like a great example of this problem is how at the end of that Indiana Jones episode, 
you get this uh this like ancient hermaphrodite kind of figure right Mm -hmm. and you know you think she's gonna play um a big (laughs) part in this movie i mean in this in the show and then you know she gets offed that same episode and then you know it's kind of sprinkled in the following one but all in all that was fucking pointless yeah, because they, like, address it for, like, he, he Atticus, uh, so Jonathan Mage is Atticus, like, he, he beats up his dad, you know, he's like, why'd you kill her, you know? But That was then, good, like, though. That's- that was good, though, because Montrose d- definitely fucking d- deserved it. Oh, yeah. You can tell by the way he recounted uh, his childhood, you know, that he fucking, he enjoyed the hell out of that beating. So, yeah. I'm glad like, he got he, it in, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he got that beating, and, like, um, but, but like, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, that's all. Like that's all that happens with like. So that makes yeah, it makes the Indiana Jones stuff pointless. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Because well, it doesn't feel like. Uh, well, I mean, they got the that scroll, you know, and then right. was able to take pictures. But then, like, you just went through all this, and then you you kept this. You rescued this like ancient woman, <laughs> you know, who was what, a mummy or something, pretty much, or just like completely dead inside this boat. By the way, right? Yeah, very Indiana Jones esque kind of thing. So you know, they grab the scroll from this mummified kind of um, body, right? And it turns out to kind of come alive bit by bit, which looks great, by the way. Like that looked awesome. The way like it transformed back into like a person. It was just it was like an it was like a Goonies adventure pretty much right yeah. but then like <laughs> but then what you know then yeah. then then after that the following episode you get one about uh, Ruby Letty's sister that's um, what I'm saying like you know? like that's it like then it starts a whole other story about Ruby and the next episode is even more so than that yeah it's completely it's completely detached because it's it's Jamie Chung's like uh, she it's Atticus Korea, is like you know first love in like korea during the war yeah but she's also like this fox thing nine that, tails like, from pokemon right <laughs> yeah, pretty that much. like that like has sex with like dudes and eats them like eats their souls or whatever then yeah it is cool that souls. they yeah it is cool that they just fucking explode though like yeah just, <laughs> yeah i mean like like but, i said like but, the gore stuff is dope like the Ruby episode, for example, where she drinks this potion to make her a white woman and to experience yeah. life as a white woman, right? And then yeah. it's cool when like when, when the potion's wearing off, like the skin like just starts peeling off because Ruby's coming out from underneath. That was fucking awesome. That was great fucking yeah. gore. But like it's like it's just decorations to kind of detract you from this story that's not going anywhere right now yeah like you know? that's what it ultimately feels like it, it feels like the the worst part of the lovecraft stuff it, it feels like spectacle, you, you know it's just a yeah spectacle. like there's no it's unfortunate because the way it was going it seemed to kind of know its way you know like know how to right. inject a little bit of mystery here with you know you know like a little bit of that real life you know old school racism shit from back in the day <sighs> And mm-hmm. just like like inject it with some drama and some little background stuff, so it kind of had a good pacing going. But like, it just feels like episodes one and two was the show, you know? Yeah. Like it feels yeah. like that's what the show should have been. They could have made this an eight episode show just based on that, because if you're talking about Atticus finding out that his lineage and his bloodline is like this special 
kind of, you know, bloodline that is only meant for, like, rich white men or something, you know? And, like, his bloodline is, is magical and would open doors and all this crazy shit. But then it was just too much, you know? I think they want to do too much. And and I think they're doing too much. By, by doing too much, you're hurting yourself pretty much because it's fucking everywhere. And you can't really sit down and pinpoint it. Like, you, you can pretty much sit down during every episode and not know what happened before and you'd be fine because because yeah. it, it, it doesn't they tie it in in a way to, to kind of be like oh so this character is finally interacting with this character but i think they could have done it in a smarter way if they were going to follow all these different storylines right but yeah there, yeah, there needed yeah. to be a structure to it exactly there needed to be there needs to be a cohesive narrative flow like, yeah. if you want to do all these high concept ideas, you need to ground it in some way. And that's why, like, you're right. Like, that's why the first and second one at least had that to the point where, like, you could still follow what was going on because it was escalating in the way that it was like, oh, once we got weird space monsters, oh, these guys are, like, attached to these space monsters somehow. Yeah. yeah. You know? and, and then then it's just like, oh, now we're in a haunted house. Now we're in this thing. Now we're in Korea with this Fox thing. Yeah. Like now, so the episode after that, it, so uh, like Hippolyta, the, she's investigating all the stuff that happened to her husband. Cause you know, he, he died and they never told her like he fucking got killed by these fucking people. She, yeah, she ends up going to this thing and like she, it's, she figures out she fucks with this time device yeah this like, little like uh I, f- I forgot what it was called it's like a solar kind of mobile kind of thing that she found in the haunted house yeah yeah so now it's like now she fucks with this time device but then like two cops show up atticus starts fighting because he's like there and then uh the the device thing gets all f- frustrated or it gets all fried and she ends up in this alternate dimension wow. with like so it's this super futuristic where the like the year is represented in like binary codes and shit because wow. it's like it's so fucking outside of our realm and all that so whole point is she wakes up in this place and there's this woman with a giant afro in like this like space stuff telling her to call out and be whoever she wants to be like it's like basically being like be your own person like thematically it's like oh be your own person and so hippolyta says like oh i want to be this dancer and so she like transports to like this dancer where she's in All that right. dimension so <laughs> and so she just keeps hopping dimensions to the point where like the the last place she is where she she discovers herself completely it turns out that she, the dimension she turns into is the same that like her daughter's little comic books are okay that okay. little the space lady yeah. so her last her last little dimension hop turns her into that that space lady basically so it's like and after all this happens uh Atticus finds a book like like the portal fucking opens up she comes back out all this shit starts happening Atticus finds a book that says Lovecraft Country on it, written by George. Wow. So, so like, like the whole, like, so now it's implied that either Atticus is not, like, in his own, like, dimension, 
But like, so, so this is like, it's implied that this is like another dimension story or some shit. Another like reality that. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be that kind of yeah, shit. Where it's I, like, have this to, is a, I have to see that latest episode. Yeah, um, where it's like, this is, that's what I'm saying. It's so fucking wild, but it's also like, there's no structure to it. Because <laughs> it's like, tell me what's going on. <laughs> tell me why. Yeah. Because like, she's like hopping, hopping dimensions and shit. But I'm like, there's no explanation to that. Like, there's no like clue. Did, did they continue at least the whole thing with uh, Ruby and that, um, and that chick? What's, what's her, what's her, with the blonde uh, hair? Yeah, yeah kind of. They they do like they they get a scene to like uh, talk about that, but like but you see like the whole thing is I was I the, the whole thing is I was watching it and I'm like yeah cool it's gonna end next episode but I was like how is it gonna end but then I'm like uh, you see the preview for the next one after that it says only three episodes left and you're like fuck then, there's more <laughs> I know I texted you right after that if you remember I yep, was like I oh there's ten episodes <laughs> I don't know man. But, like, it's not the... Uh, at least there are good streaming things out there. Yeah, know? but, like, w- w- with Lovecraft Country, though, like, I wish they would have made it an anthology because then we wouldn't be talking yeah. about it like this because it shouldn't be cohesive as an anthology, you know? Like, yeah, maybe yeah. you could tie everything in bit by bit and the same characters appear in the other stories, but it, it would have been cool if they would have, like, named, like, oh, episode three, you know, ghost story or something, and then episode right. four, like something temple of doom or some shit you know I mean, like, <laughs> you know um yeah, but like yeah, that yeah. would have worked in terms of like just like showing that these are their own stories but then they kind of find a way to connect you know they they're doing a terrible job of making everything easy to follow too man right yeah absolutely. you know what also really grinds my gears about that show is uh <laughs> how they fucking like use non-period music and they and like they use period music at times, and the, and then they use like modern day hip hop and R and B at times, which I'm like, um, no, yeah, like, it's like, really, it really, yeah, that throws me off completely. Like that drives me away completely because I'm like, listen, like why don't you just use like there's there's jazz and blues and stuff like that you can use from that period to kind of work that. Like I don't like the fact that they're including modern day two thousands like fucking music in it you know whether it be rock or hip-hop or anything like that because they use a bunch of different modern music and I, I don't like that it kind of like takes away from the already craziness of the show in my opinion yeah yeah you're right that's why like episode two works so well because they're playing that poem or yeah. like the yeah that song where he yeah. like the spoken word song where he's yes. like going through he's the tribals and tribulations and stuff while atticus is getting fucking murdered you know, like he's yeah. getting sacrificed like that. Like that. That's how they do it. But then you're right. There are some where it's like it's legit a song that came out like maybe five years ago or something. Yeah, no, it's and it's it's not cool. Like, I get it. Look, like my wife thinks it's OK, you know, because she's like, oh, but, you know, it, it works with the scene. But I'm like, yeah, but they could have found <laughs> other music of that period to work with the scene, you know, like that's what sometimes I don't. Like about shows that try to be too edgy, you know, and too like, you know, for the, you know, the younger crowd because they do that a lot. Like certain shows do that. Like they mix old with new and I don't like that. If you're going to be serious about, you know, the period racism that you're conveying in the fucking show, don't give me fucking a a song that just came out a couple years ago after that. You know, it makes no fucking sense. Because if you want to establish that it's a it's a period piece, then like or even like 
a period piece within this magical fucked up world. Yeah. You know, like, stick to you, it. You would, yeah, you're right. You're right. Stick to like, it. it. Like, it's like in the beginning of the show where um, Atticus has his wild dreams about aliens and other worldly shit. Like, that even stuck to the period because th- that's how, like, sci-fi shit looked back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. it was it was really cool to see that because it was like a pulp comic he was, like, in, you know? And mm-hmm. it was dope. But that kept it, period. And I appreciate when it does stick to the period but then there's a lot of times where they just want to inject this modern music to convey emotion and i'm like no like you're using the wrong thing like i said there's a lot of music especially a lot of black music because they that's what they're using a lot of in the show right there's a lot of black music and blues and jazz that they could have used to convey those emotions and that really annoys me because that's the kind of blues and and jazz that i actually like listen to you know there's a lot of shit that you can use from back in the day to convey that you know that angry woman you know uh uh, like emotion when there's a scene where Letty kind of drives off and shit and they play some oh. kind of modern like song and I'm like no like it doesn't work and then there's one scene where there's like um a block party going on um and they use a modern song I'm like no it doesn't work like that you know they are doing too much they're doing too much they kind of like in one case they know kind of where they want to go with it but in another case they just kind of lost it you know it's kind of off the rails now and now we just gotta fucking finish it and see what happens you know yeah it's it's kind of a letdown especially considering yeah. where it started agree you know and um yeah but, it's uh, but yeah. it's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but you know what wasn't a letdown um which at first i thought was gonna be but it, it turned out to be fucking fun as shit was uh, Babysitter 2, now streaming on Netflix, the sequel yeah, Babysitter. to the very awesome Babysitter movie we always talk about on the show. Killer yeah. Queen, Babysitter 2, Killer Queen, right? Yeah. Mick G returns to direct, which is, you know, surprising because he's like, fuck it, let me ride this wave. You know, it's the only good yeah. thing I've done in my life right now. So let yeah, me just it's fucking like a, do it. It's a new set of writers. And yeah. I think, like, uh, I think what, uh, like, we're, now that we're, we're getting into it, like, that's pretty much apparent right from the jump. Right from so the get-go, like, absolutely. Yeah, so the first babysitter is a background. Uh, you should check out our, our episode on the best movies of, like, the decade. This yeah. babysitter was, like, a, a surprise kind of out of nowhere where Legit. we we both agreed. We're like, no, we got to talk about this. We got to highlight it as, yeah, like, absolutely. one of the best. Because, like, it introduced us to Samara Weaving and, like, you know, and then she, of course, she did Ready or Not. We go go check out yeah, that one, did. too. Yep. And she was in Bill and Ted as well. You know, you can check out that one as yeah, well. Yeah, go check out that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, but, like, with this one, it it's kind of like with Babysitter. Babysitter's so good. Was like, what do you do after that? Yes, right. Like, it was. That's, uh, yes. that's already yeah. the problem. Like, that's, yes. that's the big, big issue. Time. Yeah. Agreed. Like, it was... It was such a wild story, but it was kind of very well fucking written. Um, yes, that it, yes. It would be very hard to top it without being wild itself, you know. And in the beginning, it was it was a big turn off right in the beginning, just because all the characters were different, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, because it's like it, it's like a new. So, uh, so this one takes two. It's, takes place two years after the events of the original one. Yeah, but like the way they explain it is like all the gore and all that stuff is basically gone. And we get an explanation for that in part two, where it's like, oh, they just turn into ash and shit, you know? So it's like, oh, that, that makes sense. But, um, but yeah, so because all that shit's gone, all the evidence is gone. This kid is, was branded as, as like crazy. 
Is he crazy like for making, you know? Yeah, because he for making it up and driving his car through the neighbor's house or whatever, you know. Yeah, or, you know he he's a local crazy kid. Yeah, his so parents two years don't believe later, him, you know. Yeah, word like that's the other thing too. Like even your parents don't believe you. Like, but that's I guess you're poking. You're trying to find logic in this kind of like heightened shit, right? But yeah, um, no, you really can't though. Like, uh, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of no logic in there. Yeah, because um, yeah, that's after the first one. Yeah, you're right. Like after after the first one, like there's no room for logic anymore. Like that first yeah, one no, was like so no, like it, it gets thrown like the logic went out the window when she tried to take his blood while he was sleeping, you know? Because <laughs> you were like, what the fuck? You know? Um, yeah, because so it's was, like, why like would right you, away. Why would you go through that effort instead of killing him outright, you know? Yeah, or it's yeah, like legit. Legit. Or but, um, or like it's the same thing here. So it's a new generation of like so in the first one, it started out with just this house party of like honestly very, very magnetic actors and actresses. Like yeah, very ever, like ever right great. away to yeah. And yeah. so the second one, it has to it, I they do the exact same thing. It's on purpose, like I'm assuming. You know, because like yes. now now his neighbor is the Samara weaving. They turned her into the into the oh come and hang out at, at the boat you know or the boathouse whatever yeah come hang out at, at the lake with us or some shit you know come hang out <laughs> in the boat and all this stuff and um it's weird like because she it, one thing that's weird is that she was she knows about what happened in the first one but then she kind yeah. of also plays it off as like oh okay yeah like yeah of course i believe you you know blah 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 you know but it it, it was weird how she didn't 100% give him support, you know? And then she has a boyfriend on top of that, which I thought <laughs> was going to be the kid itself. <laughs> um, yeah. So that surprised me. And then the characters were just very obnoxiously fucking obnoxious. That's the only way I yeah, could describe it. It was definitely, like, you can definitely tell his different writers. Like, his yeah. mate, uh, Mick G was behind, but he... But he's not exactly like the writer you want to pin all your hopes on, you know. Oh no, so, <laughs> absolutely not, please. But you can tell because, like, in the first one, it's it kind of like they all kind of feel natural, you know. Like all the all the stuff they say is kind of natural, even when it goes all goofy and they start getting into it. Like you know, once the kill starts, it's like then it's like then you get to go from there. Yeah, and, and um, thank goodness for that, though. I mean, yeah, thank God for that. I mean, <laughs> um, after. You're right. After the first kill, immediately after the first kill, shit kind of goes back to the vibes of part one, you know? Yeah, because um, we yeah. get the, the part one cast back. Yes. Like, instantly. The demons and come back, it, right? Yeah, like, and it's fun. It's fun that they came back as demons, you know, because it, 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 they save the movie, I think. Cause they really do, honestly. They yeah. don't, the kill doesn't happen until, like, 30 minutes in. And that thirty minutes is all character stuff, and, and it's rough like, character stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, his parents are just like over the top now, and then mm -hmm. his dad's hanging out with this girl's father, smoking weed in the house and shit. And all this guy cares about is his car, and he's just like, he's just a character, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. He's a fucking, um, he's a cartoon. That guy, a caricature. Yeah. That's the word. I was yeah, for. like. Yeah, you're right, because nothing he says sounds like a real person. That's not real, dude, you know? And, yeah. like, come on, your daughter's missing, and you only care about the car. That's why she takes the car, so you can pay attention to her, pretty much. Yeah, um, like, it's so... It's, yeah. 
It's so like it's so rough. Like, yeah, it, it was very rough until that uh, until that kill happened, and I am so glad it did because it was a good kill. Um, it was, and the kills in this movie are absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, I am so glad because the kills elevate this movie one hundred percent. Like if it wasn't for the gore in the movie and the kills in the movie, this it, it wouldn't even have come close. Um, you know what? Yeah. You're right because like if. I think if they would have let up on the gore, I yeah, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it that much. Yeah, because also like, the yeah. ending of the movie too, it's very fucking cheesy and corny, and you don't expect <sighs> that because the first one was very like you know blunt and in your face about it. It's like yeah, we're gonna just fucking take your blood and summon some demon shit, you know? And yeah, and they weren't very apologetic about it. But this one kind of it kind of copped out at the end a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now, like yeah, it was cool. That the babysitter cared for these kids, but like was a little cop out. I was kind of expecting Tamara Weaving to be kind of like a you know the bad bitch in the fucking group, you know? Yeah, uh, she's back, when she, you know. When, when she shows up again, it's super cool because like she they save her for last, which is great because like honestly, Samara Weaving is doing much better now. <laughs> uh, so, she's gone through bigger, better things for sure. Yeah, so I think that's what it was. I think they were like, we only have her for a limited time. Here. We only have her for <laughs> we only have for half a day. All right, let's just do this. So, so I think for as limited use as they probably had with her, they did the best with her that they could. Yeah. You know, like like. I, I don't we didn't need the origins of, of all the people in the first one because we got the origins already. Yeah. Because they're so yeah. the original one, it's such a cool idea because they're so vapid that they would just do this. They'd yeah. be like, yeah, like you kind of just understand it because it's just evil teenagers. Dude, that know? one guy is a fucking <laughs> a comedy relief, man. What the fuck is his name? I uh, I the honestly the bunch, man. Like he was yes, he was fucking he, great. He's incredible. He, I yes. um I'm gonna look up his name right now, and I, it's he, dope I, that he actually like lived longer this time around because they the the writers knew like yo this guy's fucking gold like <laughs> we have to keep yeah. him on as long as possible to kind of help carry this movie a little bit and kind of you know make it not so kind of boring because it was a little a little kind of you know stereotypical. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely not a, uh, Andrew Bachelor. That's his yeah, name, and that's fucking, that's a great. cool name. All right, like cool, you're in it, dude. Like he, because he was great in the first one. He was, you know? and, 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 and it's just the timing that he has. Like this comedic timing just seems very natural. And I hope he does you know good things in the future and gets good fucking gigs because he deserves it. He looks like he would definitely be like um he was very Chris Tucker esque, you know, like the old school Chris Tucker. Oh yeah. dude, you're yeah. you're absolutely right. That's like that's he, what he reminds me of, dude. Just classic timing. You know how Chris Tucker had that like those quick kind of timing quips and here and there and it was yeah. very well done. It was great. Yeah. You're right. This yep. oh man, he has a he has a future. Like he does have I'm, a future. Yeah. He reminds I, me of uh, of of Montez Ford from WWE, right? Where like <laughs> yeah, he's you're just right. a very uh, a charismatic very just like like in your face but like lovable and not like over the top you know he's not obnoxious yeah. or annoying either he, he's actually in a, a netflix show going on right now uh sneaker heads i think that's what it is oh so is it uh, yeah is, is, it, is it any good <laughs> i mean it's he's good so the the it, it's it it's kind of generic but also like yeah, it's kind of like it's only like six episodes. Hey, listen, and listen, as like, long as there's a place where you can showcase that talent and, yeah. and, and just be visible, I'm down for it. 
that that's what it was like he he gave me a good amount of laughs and like i i had some unexpected like like actual like laugh out loud laughs good, like good, or, good. so i was like okay you know it, and like i said they're like 20 minutes and there's only six of them so it's basically just like a movie you know it's like okay, cool. it's basically like you watch like a two and a half hour little movie but no, like um but uh but yeah so i I mean, Killer Queen, it, it, it goes like to some wild ass places. But honestly, like once I, I think the kills make it worth it and the return of the cast makes it worth it. Yes, I agree. You know, yeah, like I they, think they, that they, for sure is what you would watch it for. If you watch the first one, you're definitely in for the ride, especially like knowing now that, you know, mm-hmm. the original cast pretty much comes back. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth it for them because they it. They're definitely needed, man, in that movie. If it wasn't, they, like, yeah. if they didn't have those same characters too, um, th- and the fact that like th- they kept up with their same gimmicks too, you know? Um, yeah, they, you're right. They kept a lot of the same gimmicks. Yeah, they kept the running it. joke. They kept yeah. the running joke of them all calling him Cole. Yeah, because they <laughs> they they said that a lot in the first one, and that's kind of what I liked about it. Because it's the Sydney Prescott shit, where it's yeah. like you, or it's the you know, it's the saying the name a bunch of times. So it's yeah. like you, oh, this is Cole. I'm coming to get you, Cole, or Cole, Cole, like. And then and, uh, the dude without the shirt, like as he was dying at the end, he was like, you know what? I'm not even mad since you got laid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> That's right, Cole. <laughs> yeah, like I love it because he was like, "Oh, you finally found my dick," you know. And then um, he gets a brutal death too, with like the 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 fan blade. Oh yeah, dude! Fucking- like everyone gets a brutal death. Like uh, we start off with. Um- yeah, the the one who's actually like fucking super satanist. Yeah, yeah, yeah the one who who's like the super evil one, you know. Um, yeah, and her, her origin was that she was just like in the morgue, yeah. and then Samara Weaving shows up. Yeah, yeah and, and she then, bakes all these cookies too for them, which is great because she did this yeah. in the first in part one as well. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Yeah, like, so that yeah. was great, and then. She gets off by getting crushed by a car, right? And then yeah, and then a surfboard the surfboard just got yeah. her right in the neck. And then you have um, um, Bella Thorne's character again, who who gets shot in the tit again, right? She's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. like, not again. <laughs> and that was and then great. She she fucking goes brutal too, because like she gets uh, she gets stuck in between two rocks, two big rocks, they, yeah. Yeah. They fucking pull her down, like and then to her fucking neck just stretches like a rubber band until it snaps, and her yeah. head falls off, and that was fucking Ugh. great. Yeah, yeah. And like then that's good shit. The shirtless dude goes with the you know the motorboat fans, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you then, see it, like they actually yeah. made a yep. point to show it. Like uh, that's exactly. that's Big G. That's, that's Big G. That was there. Like yeah. if, if you're gonna do this kind of movie, like at least give me the goods, and that's what the movie did. It gave us the gore, the goods, the shit, the shit that kind of keeps you in the movie. It's like fuck it, this movie's kind of you know the story's a little kind of whack, but you're there to see what the next kill is. And like um you know this other dude um the funny guy he gets fucking off by antlers that yeah. uh, kind of go right through his neck, which is an homage to his first kill from yes. part one where he falls on like a sharp award or something. <laughs> and, yeah, like, and that stabs him right in his neck too, which I thought was pretty funny. It's all the kills are just fucking great. And then it's cool at the end, like all the demons just pop back up again to show, because you see, they needed them to kind of continue this movie, you know? So right. how else are you going to kind of yeah, finish you're this right. off without those guys back to kind of add a little bit more spice to the scenes you know 
You're right, because like it, otherwise that climax is pretty much nothing because it's just like they so Cole like gets I don't know it gets a little too convoluted like it's just because I don't know why they have to like sacrifice him in a certain way but they have to mix his blood with the blood yeah. of the of the of the girl they killed in the beginning and then so the whole thing is like oh he's not a he's not a virgin anymore he's not yeah, a good so, boy yeah so, so they're drinking tainted <laughs> blood. Which yeah. you know, causes them to kind of just disintegrate pretty much and blow up into dust, which is hilarious. It was a, honestly, it was a cool way they did it too. Yeah, it I was a, like they like uh, you saw the skin melting and stuff like yeah. that. So it like, was cool. It, yeah, it, again, it was nice. Again, like the visuals were were good, and that's what actually kept me in the movie. Um, like I said, the characters at first were very off putting. Uh, from the guidance right. counselor to like you know to Cole himself. To, uh, you know, his little, you know, like neighbor girlfriend who was very yeah, annoying, like, the chick from, uh, he, you know, Dr. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, like it's one of those things where you uh, you can't trust her anyway. It's not the Samara Weaving type. Where it's yeah, like she, and, legit, and she has that she sharp le- little chin, too, you know? <laughs> That's like, oh, man, be careful with that sharp little chin. But it, uh, yeah, you're right. It's the it's that um, it's really that you see her. You can't trust her. Like she's no, always going to be that one. She's always going to be that that kind of role where like you, you she can't be a good person in anything she's in because no. like you're going to be it's like a rap. she's no, hiding. It's, it's a wrap now. Like because you know why? Because like in Doctor Sleep, I thought you know she was a good one that they were picking on, but no, she was just trash. Right? She was just a bad guy. Um, yeah, it was. Just, she yeah. was just there to expand the world. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, like she was just she was bad, legit. Like she did good stuff, you know, because she got the guys, you know, who, who would you know, solicit little girls and like like younger girls and shit like that. But then you know her personality came out and she was you know she was trash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and now just betraying Cole like this, you know, pretty much every time I see her now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think of her sharp little chin and think of an evil shit, you know. But you know, and but good for her too, though. You know, yeah, she, 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 I mean, like, uh, good luck to her. I hope she, she kind of, you, you kind of got outshined by Samara Weaving, but you know, who, who does it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you can. She's queen now, you know? She's, yeah. She, she's Duke of New York, a number one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I am kind of disappointed that she wasn't announced for Scream 5, but you know, like, what can you do? Like, I, with Nev Campbell, you kind of have to, like, if they're not going to kill her off in the beginning, I guess Samara Weaving would be too much, like, star power. So, like, yeah, I don't know. she would definitely fucking steal the show, especially as, right? a, it's especially like too as a much killer. Of a, yeah, a it's like too much those, of a distraction. Dude, with those right? crazy like, eyes, imagine her just covered in blood, fucking Billy Loomis style, like, I, doing, like, saying a crazy monologue at the end. That would fucking would have been great. Yeah, because, you, know, you know, we. We know she looks great covered in blood because yep. ready or not. So it's just like, well, shit, if she ever wants to do that kind of role someday, I want to see it. Like, hey, man, and, uh, there's an Evil Dead movie coming around that uh, can use a good actress. So I mean, shit. Or if not, do more unknowns like they so they uh, just completely derail all the other topics and stuff. So Miss Marvel, they're doing a Miss Marvel show. Right. And they cast like some girl. So cool, cool to that girl. But the point is, like, 
it's another unknown. I like when you do unknowns. I mean, right? you have like, to because, like, all these, you know, all, all the names are just done, you know? Like, yeah. it's like we spoke of before. Like, I don't know, like, young actors anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know? You're right. Like, before, we used to know actors fucking left and right because it was just Hollywood was a machine that would just kind of feed you these same people over and over and over again, you know? Um, you're right. But now there's a, um, a good crop of young actors um, and actresses coming out that uh, I hope uh, can be memorable and I hope they can do their jobs well. We'll find out in Scream 5. There's a couple new actresses there, you know, young actresses who've done stuff before, but nothing, you know, as high profile as Scream. Yeah, you know? same thing. And we'll yeah. find out in Craft Legacy because it's the same thing. Yeah, all it's these, the same thing as these... well. An Evil Dead, probably. You're probably not going to mm-hmm. see anyone familiar there. And that's kind of what you need, man. Like, you know, there's talent everywhere. You just got to fucking find it. And if there's the more talent there is, the better it is for everyone, you know, because that way you don't fucking get Tom Hanks all the time, you know, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that era of Tom Hanks and the Brad Pitts and the George Clooney's and stuff like that. Yeah, that's gone, the dude. only well, yeah, the only one left is Tom Cruise. But even then, he doesn't have the drawing power. anymore. He, d- he doesn't it's have really, the drawing power or it's really just the, Mission Impossible. Right. Like, it's yeah, really just that. Like, he's, he's still the action star. Um, there's no Oscar winning kind of actors out there still. Kind of, you know, who who put out movies consistently, like George Clooney or Tom Hanks, like the ones I mentioned before. You know, we need a good crop of uh, of young actors and actresses nominated. I'm glad that that the sh- uh, what uh, uh, Florence Pugh was nominated and Cersei Ronan, uh, mm-hmm. Cersei Ronan got nominated. So like, it's cool that these younger actresses and actors are getting are, are getting some you know some love finally and. Let's just keep putting them in good movies and see what happens. But Hollywood's oh, yeah. got to – it's like we were talking about a good circle back to the wraparound at the beginning of the show where, you know, Hollywood's just have to learn how to adapt to the new ways of the world because obviously shit's changed, you know? Yeah, And man. if they do smaller movies with actors and actresses who don't demand so much fucking money, you know, you might be able to put out those movies on VOD and actually make a profit. Or, or uh, with Netflix or with, like, HBO Max or with any of those, you know? Like, fuck it do it figure it out yeah dude yeah. like the streaming services now are fucking popping like that's that's a big business now it's funny it's funny because when netflix came out it was a big thing where like oh um this is never gonna work because yeah. streaming no one's gonna do streaming no one's gonna do this gonna do that and i'm like yeah it's fucking it's gonna work because it's super convenient <laughs> dude <laughs> you know? like yeah. it's the same thing they said for the dvds like yep. uh I, my my mom was actually like one of the first adopters because it's just like it it sounded good to her. And I'm like, you know what? It, fuck it. Like, and it was legit. Same thing. It was convenient. Yeah. You would legit watch the DVD and then be like, oh, I'm kind of done. We're done watching it and fucking just mail it back. And another one shows up. Yep, like, yep, dude, yep. I was I was on that fucking Netflix boat the minute it should came out. I That's how I watched all my horror movies back in the day. I would get these movies from Netflix, these obscure movies, too, because they would have like obscure foreign shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I saw a lot of good fucking French horror movies because of Netflix. Um, when it first came out, I would get the DVDs. I would fucking watch them. I would send them back. I would get two or three at a time. Fucking, yeah. it was it was fantastic. Um, and kids w- won't know it, it was it was great because it was like playing records. You know, you you, you get this fucking CD in a package <laughs> and yeah, you unveil right. it. Like you get it out of the little fucking slip case and you're like, oh shit, let's pop this one in, dude, and enjoy. You know, I was I was cool back in the day. You know, like uh, 
finding movies and having DVD collections. I know dude, I, I had a mean DVD collection. Dude, like rentals in general. Yeah. Like just renting in general. I Blockbuster, like, that's man. Gonna, that's going to be one of those things where it's like uh, I, I, I personally went to Hollywood video like more so as a kid. Uh, but um renting in general man like streaming streaming's great like honestly fuck yeah streaming i'll take that over everything but yeah like they, absolutely but just the experience though <laughs> yeah you know the experience, the, the experience of going to a place of, um, yeah. going to a place and just browsing like a library you know um yeah. and uh, just kind of like Oh, I think this one might be good. Judging books by their cover kind of shit, you it's, know? You're you're right. It's it yeah. was absolutely that. No. Is there's so much I I've seen, I've seen just it. because I, I've seen a lot of yeah. trash because of that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh like my dad was always like very like very res- like responsible for so many of those decisions. You know, like it was <laughs> like I've seen so much just terrible shit like um I think Redline was one of them because it was like Schwarzenegger and like Jim Belushi, I think. Oh, or, that wasn't Redline. What was it called? It was um. Oh wait, no, no, that was like Red Heat or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. But like you're dude, right. That's how it was, dude, but that's how I fucking that's, like right. It was the gamble, dude. And fucking yes. Bloodsport and like uh, Predator, Terminator, fucking two. Dude, and then it was great because you had like a candy section where you can pick up your fucking snacks for the for the night. Let me stop off the video game section too. Let me see if they have anything cool I can rent. Uh, you know, dude, like you remember the, the, you remember the, the fucking new video games always had a higher price point, you know, because they were yeah. newer and they only and you could only rent them for like one or two nights. It wasn't like the regular fucking yeah, four the to five, five shit. Is, yeah, 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 dude. They're, they're like, oh. no, we can, we need this back in two days. It's, it's fucking Mortal Kombat, right? It's like no, dude. I want to. I was like, I have to, I have to take. Get out again. I remember dude, that shit, and, dude. And in the early days of fucking VHS, I remember Blockbuster did the, the rental VCRs. It yes. was you did you ever get those, Arthur? Yes. It was the one yes. that was in the plastic yellow case. And like yep. I remember yep. it forever because like the one time my dad got one, there was a tape in there still of his of Augie Doggy and his doggy daddy, the Hannah Barbera <laughs> cartoon. So like I still have that tape. Like it's one of my treasured things, but like it was because it was in that fucking VCR. So we got a fucking retape out of that. But like <laughs> but yeah, it was always like that. It was the game. It was uh they had this popcorn tub that like had the popcorn like stickered on the bottom. So you would yep. like pop it and it would just like fill the little tub. Yep. Like it was uh. Dude, they had um I remember fucking <laughs> I remember this one day, bro. It was it was a glorious day, right? We uh. fucking we bought the Jumanji board game at Blockbuster, right? And, and my mom also allowed us to fucking rent. I think it was a Sega Saturn or something like that. Whoa. Yeah, it was okay. some shit like that. I, I got to rent a console. I don't think it was Sega Saturn. because No, because I had the PlayStation already. Yeah, the Sega Saturn. We wanted to rent the Sega Saturn, right? But then they were like giving my mom shit because they wanted a lot of information, right? Just for rent Sega right. Saturn. So we we didn't end up with it, but I remember having it in my hands, right? Where us rent this fucking Sega Saturn. That's how fucking crazy it was back in the day. You can fucking rent a whole console. 
You know, yeah, dude. you can rent a whole console, buy the Jumanji board game, buy some candy, <laughs> buy some fucking popcorn, rent a movie on top of that. Like it was glorious. You don't have that anymore. And, you really and, and don't. Then, and then they also had a music section too, where you can actually yeah. buy CDs. Like that came yes. down the line a little later because they were like, we need some more profit. So, <laughs> so they actually had a music section too, where you can actually buy the CDs, like music CDs and cassettes and shit. And it was just rental places like Hollywood Video and Blockbuster Video. It's uh, it's something that's it was fucking great for childhood, especially to because you can bring your old video games too, and they would buy sh- like they would actually buy some shit back. But it was, dude, ah, oh, so like good. it's so that's good. what it's like. You know, you, we get older, and then you start to understand more like the the like oh these kids today kind of jokes, but like it's yeah. true because it's it like it it does suck because that. It legit was fun. Like, it's legit not like a, yeah, like, totally. I I will totally take the convenience over that every day. Like, any day. But, yeah. like, it's it's the experience. It's doing that. It's going to the toy store. You know, oh, to, like, a, a I store miss toys dedic- so much. A store dedicated to toys. Like, it, well, you don't get that through streaming. But, like, at the same time, you get too much with streaming. You get, you get like, the stuff you want all the time. Yeah, but and also like you, you get too many options, which also can yeah. kind of blind you from the good stuff that's there as well. Yeah. Yeah, you got to sift through a lot of shit. Like, there's, I think we said this before, where there's some nights where I just spend time, like, time, too much time looking for something to watch, and it gets late, and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Let me go put some cartoons for now or something, because I don't, I don't have time to watch anything, because there was just too many options, you know? Yeah, um, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many times I'll just watch, like, Family Guy or something, so I'm over it. It's like, I'm fuck it, like- let me just put on, like, you know, I'll, I'll fucking jump in in the middle of American Dad or something, you know? Yeah, uh, word, yeah. exactly. It's, um, like- it's a blessing and a curse, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping Hollywood does kind of start putting out the good shit on fucking on demand like for instance like we've said this before how movies like you know the the new Candyman, for example that was supposed to come out this month it was pulled back to next year we don't know when next year right yeah yeah but it was pulled back to sometime next year that's that's something that could have been released on vod bro like a a, a movie like spiral for example the chris rock movie about saw right on the saw universe i always forget about that one exactly that could have been released on vod because these movies, I don't know their budget, but I, I can guarantee you it's not like a blockbuster budget. They could have at least made a lot of their money back because when you release it, like you don't know how theaters are anymore. <laughs> you know, You're, you, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to yeah. be full capacity kind of shit. Oh, the movie sold out. No, like they have to adapt. They're being super slow to adapt. And it's very frustrating because they are still trying to push movies out there. And it's like, hey, if New York City doesn't have a fucking movie theater open, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the thing that, the scariest part i mean yeah of course the all that other stuff's scary but like legit we could probably like not have theaters anymore that's you know? scary because like, i love going to the movie theater love yeah love, love going to the movie and theater, man. like as we as we talk about like all these antiquated there was the word i was remembering <laughs> uh, as, <laughs> nice. as we talk about all these antiquated forms of like media like of the rental place of the toy store of like these experiences the theater is slowly going that way, you know. It, it's it's it might be. Oh man, remember going to a theater? Dude. Remember going to see a movie and checking it out on the big That's screen? That's sad shit. Because like as like a dad, 
Like kids love going to the movies, you know, and I love taking them right. to the movies. I hope one day we can go back to that kind of normalcy, you know, um, at some point, because that was, it's great experiences like that, you know, like even going to a museum now is different, you know, you got to fucking buy your ticket at an appointment slot, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's not like you can just walk into an aquarium or any kind of museum, like in New York, you can't just walk into the Met anymore and just walk around, you know, right. um, it's, um, it sucks in terms of culture and like, you know, the youth and shit that they won't know what's going on out there. Um, <laughs> so wait, so wait, go back all the way back to the beginning of the episode. Fucking Stan, where he's fucking, just like, I, yep. I just want to go back to normal. I just yeah. want to go back to normal, dude. And it's true. Like it, like I would love for it to go back to normal. I need my fucking kids <laughs> going to school. You know, this remote learning yeah. shit, you know, I'm not a teacher. <laughs> um, uh, but uh yeah a return a return to normalcy would be would be great um i don't expect to get to normalcy any point soon but i would hope so that down the line when things are a bit better and there and there is a vaccine for this fucking thing that we can just get like a flu shot every year and you know we can go to the fucking theaters man yeah that sucks not going to the dude the last movie i went to what was the last movie you went to invisible man invisible so man like, yeah I so know, at least like yeah, at least I went out on a high. Yeah, like, I think. Well, what was yeah. the last one I went to? It had to have been like it was. It was like something after that. I remember. Uh, I think it was a bad one too. I think it was like La Llorona or something. I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I legit, I'm pretty sure legit, it was a bad one. But for instance, watching Invisible Man in theaters, that was great. Watching uh, movies in general, like IMAX movies, I loved. The experience movies, like the IMAX shit, like for example, watching fucking Endgame in IMAX. I'm like, yes, give me some of that, please. I want to see that battle in fucking <laughs> the big ass screen. Even this movie Tenant that fucking I heard was confusing. I would have liked to see that in IMAX because it looked kind of dope when I saw the fucking the trailer and shit. But you know, <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard that movie is like fucking. It's a time travel movie, kind of like shit. Like it's like well, the Matrix meets Inception or some shit like I'm, that. I'm good on that. You, we can get into my Nolan opinions some other time. And, it, and that's, like, a, that's a, a long whole movie episode too, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a whole episode oh, up on itself. The last yeah. movie I saw in theaters was The Hunt. It was right before theaters closed. Oh, yep. yeah. Right before there theaters we go. closed. It was The Hunt. Uh, that you was know, fun. that one wasn't bad. That yeah, was, that wasn't that's bad. That's not a bad one. It, it was better than going out. Imagine if Brahms the Boy 2 was my last one. <laughs> Yeah, or, or, that or, or Fantasy been... Island. I would have fucking killed myself. Uh. Uh, <laughs> and, with, and with that note, folks, um, thank you for joining us um, on this episode 47 of the official Course Feed podcast, <laughs> The Morgue. Um, uh, with me always is my trusty Jesus. co-host, Mr. Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. I think he's having a good time. Take it yeah, easy, Tex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And um, check us out on all the socials, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, on Instagram especially, it's October. So now I'll be posting things almost every day. I'll be watching horror movies almost every day and trying to you know put a lot of content out there for you guys, just like I did last year. And um, a big thanks out to uh, Del Virus for the – uh, podcast artwork thank you so much for that my brother appreciate that i'll see you soon for some tattoos once everything's safe um yeah, no thank shit. You, yeah <laughs> word right and thank you so much to glenn Morowski for the awesome the awesome 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 intro that we love here um and mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening so remember it's a scary world out there 
We're here to walk you through it as long as you have a fucking mask and you wash your hands. And we'll see you guys next time.